Welcome to Design Party, your one-stop shop for everything product design. I am Antonia, with me is Helena, and let's kick it off first, light topics. How are you? Hi, uh, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I'm happy we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. Good cadence, good cadence. Uh, second, light topics. Uh, hello, active person, you're getting a lot of shoutouts, you're getting a lot of traction so congratulations uh, for that and i think we should all celebrate you are you referring to zeppelin thingy yeah to that and to uh posts i think we mentioned posts last time but i'm still uh-huh. impressed and inspired by all of that oh yeah thanks i, I kind of forgot about you that you forgot about that I that was all last they mentioned week <laughs> me so much i forget who mentioned well <laughs> For context, because many of listeners might be, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) So I created a YouTube video a few days ago or last week. I don't remember anymore. And it was about Figma dev mode pricing. And I featured Zeppelin as an alternative. And I hope we will talk about this topic in a little bit greater depth in this episode. And it actually caught eye of Zeppelin team and they shared my video on Twitter, they commented on LinkedIn, they even commented on my YouTube video. So who knows, maybe we will have some sort of collaboration. I would be super thrilled to make like series of videos for them. And Mm -hmm. also I will try to make them sponsor our design party podcast. Yeah, but I think a happens. very important thing is we're not sponsored by anyone. Everything no. we say is our own opinions, yeah. not uh, swayed by money. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we would not like to be swayed by money, uh-huh. but we would definitely tell you if we were. Oh, for sure. And trust me, on my YouTube channel, several times I got email, hey, do you want to review our design tool or something? And I checked it out. And I said, look, I honestly cannot recommend this to anyone. Sorry, (laughs) keep your money. I I can't do this. I don't have anything nice to say. (laughs) I have integrity. I rejected money for Mm. our users, not users, listeners. I'm still at work, like mentally users, Jesus. Listeners. On topic of users, I think one of my... uh... It's not one of my favorite jokes, but one of the jokes that I appreciate about design is... Only drugs and design have users. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a really good one. We should sell swag with like design uh, memes and jokes. But would they be good jokes? It doesn't matter. Like a little branding. (laughs) I like this joke. I bet somebody else would as well. I mean, I love the joke. I repeated it several times. So... um... Okay, let's yeah, put let's it somewhere in the it. ideas. Yeah, 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 put it. So okay. we mentioned Zeppelin and we mentioned dev mode. We talked uh, about should that we, last wait, time. Wait, wait. Should we say yeah. what we're going to talk in this uh, long form? We're in a long form? I forgot that yes. we're in a long form. Okay, okay, yes. noted. Uh, today's not going to be bite-sized. Today's going to be long form. And we have two topics or three topics. Okay. Uh, three topics for today. First one is Zeppelin as a dev mode alternative. 
that one's gonna be a nice one and I think I'm going to mostly listen to Antonia because she has more to say about that. Uh, the second topic is gonna be a tutorial which means that we're back to just sharing tips and tricks of how to do things. Uh, the tutorial is gonna be how to move a library to another file in Figma. And the third topic is going to be another one about sharing tips and tricks on how to run a design critique. And that's all for topics. We have a backup one, but I think this one is going to fill out our time enough. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay, you now talk and I'm going to add this thing into, <laughs> our, into our stuff. Okay, so I wanted to discuss a little bit the situation with dev mode and new pricing. So they completely removed any inspection of code in free tier, which is a dick move. I mean, they could have left just like something basic so developers don't have to look at layer names or something. I don't know. Then if you pay 12 bucks for professional tier, you get that. And also for teams and orgs, it's 25 or 35 bucks. It's quite a lot. And let's remember, it's not one developer that's going to have access to this. Your team probably has five, 10 more developers, and then you have 10, 20, 50, 100 teams in your company. So imagine the price hike. And who pays for that? Design org? Engineering org? Huh? Freelancers? That? Freelancers? Well, freelancers can pay like this uh, 12 bucks per month for professional tier yeah, and but then okay as a freelancer uh you're just gonna give the design and then say what i cannot do anything with that design i just my cat is trying to plug out my microphone that's a hey, new one that's like, literally a new one you will find all the excuses for your messed up audio recordings helena <laughs> so my true. cat took my microphone <laughs> what <laughs> uh, so I have the road uh, hand and I have uh, like an, uh, a, 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 a produžni, produžni cable. extension cord extension cord thank you uh, I have an extension cord and he was just very into that and <laughs> then he just like scratch 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 he wanted to play with it bizarre I do not have anything to say <laughs> uh, plot twist but Helena doesn't even have a cat this is all a lie no, I have two cats. They're the <laughs> yes, best. Yes, one yes. is orange. It's called. It's called. He's called Yaitislav. Uh, the other one is white and beautiful, and she's called Pergita. And you know them, and you met them. I know, and they're cutest. And I wanted to say, let's explain the name of the first one. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe later. Next time. <laughs> Next time. But it's a good joke. It's a really good joke. It's very funny. So going back to dev mode pricing. <laughs> so what I don't don't understand from their pricing, and I might be like stupid. Mm -hmm. Do I, as a freelancer, pay twelve bucks for my editor account, and do I have to pay another twelve for developers access? I don't get on that. your account. That's actually very interesting. So would a developer have their own account that has dev mode and then they no can idea. access? I didn't see that interface. That's very interesting. Um, how do we find that out? Well, it just says like 12 uh, bucks slash month and it says like dev mode included, but 
I'm not sure. Like, does that mean that I need to pay 24 bucks per month for like me and developer? But anyways, I may be digressing over here. But okay, let's talk about what is Figma trying to solve? Like my first question is, and please, I want to hear your thoughts. My first thinking actually is, are they trying to find new funnels of monetization? So they're yes. like fabricating problems and solutions yes, for that? Full yeah, stop. okay, please That's go ahead. It. Uh, that's my opinion. They don't, this isn't a problem. This is just a problem. Hey, we're, hey, we're not getting money for this. We're giving this away for free while well, we could be charging. So why are we not charging for this? Because it's, it's your basic hook and switch. So we got baited, we got baited into using the tool. Now they're going to just limit the offer and they're going to charge it. And you're going to be, oh, but I'm already so committed into this. Now it's just going to be very expensive to remove myself out of it. I'm just going to pay a bit more to stay in it. It's, I don't know, it's a marketing technique. It's a known thing in business. You first offer something, then people get hooked, and then you just switch it up. And then they'll still, they, they will still keep using it because they're used to it. And it's easier to keep using something rather than to switch your whole organization to something new. Yeah. Locking into your ecosystem is a thing that companies are doing all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but for example, I will play devil's advocate over here. I'm going to be Figma person and I will say, but yeah, Helena, uh, sure, we charge this now, but we expanded the feature. We added Definitely. plugins, we added uh, annotations, we added easy way to put like spacings for developers to see. Uh, we added, I don't know, snippets of different libraries. Mm -hmm. Of course, we need to charge this. What do you say about that? I'm reading, I'm sorry, I'm not listening to you, but what I... The fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm reading Figma's official Making Figma Better for Developers with Dev Mode. Why we made Dev Mode. Uh, it's from June 21st, 2023. So we kind of missed it or we didn't just read it. Uh, there's a cute paragraph that says, Today, we know that on our paid plans, more developers visit Figma than designers. We also know that understanding developers' needs and their challenges is critical to making Figma a place where product development can be more efficient, collaborative, and expressive. So my guess is uh, on one developer, on one designer, you have like two or three developers, and that's money that they miss, and they pull yes. the numbers, and that's it. Yeah, I... I I completely agree with you. I don't think there's a... With dev mode, we see a huge opportunity to get developers to give us money. It doesn't say that, but I read that. <laughs> what it actually says is, with dev mode, we see a huge opportunity to get developers what they need quickly and efficiently, just as we did with designers when we first set out to build Figma. What do developers need? Do they say? Uh, no. <laughs> what do they need? What do you get think? Get to coding faster. Mm -hmm. um, blah, 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 customizable, access everything you need in one place, um, plugins allow you to extend Figma's functionality, this font is so bad, mm, design Let systems are getting more powerful, okay, I think I can skip this, what? Let me tell you something. So they are making these snippets, uh, and I think you can pretty much use all popular libraries, like like a drop down and then you just copy the snippet. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. I, I think I saw something like that one time. 
But the problem is, for example, uh, Flexbox, mm-hmm. for that thing to be in inspector or mm-hmm. snippet tool, whatever they call that, designer needs to understand um, how websites work, how apps work and all of that. So if a designer is a little bit confused about how to use auto layout and doesn't use it, then the snippet is half way unusable. Okay. So then developer, if if they copy that snippet and they have hard-coded uh, val- values for spacing, for example, they need to change that manually anyways. So I, I don't see much gain because we worked with developers so far. And honestly, so far I have been um, leaving them notes. I literally made a component. I talked about it last time and I would write a note and then I would stick it next to a frame in question. And that's more than enough. They they have their own systems and ways of coding. Like they, they don't care what Figma has to offer for that. Yeah, I think in an ideal world, the design system and the development system would be connected and then you would yeah. have one-to-one components, which would work perfectly. But we know that the actual world is not the ideal world. Yeah, I don't know how to connect more like developers and designers in a way that uh, resources are shared. So if I make a button and I change spacings that it would immediately be reflected in their code base. I mean, that's also dangerous because it is prone to human error. So yeah, to come back to original question, I do agree with you. They 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 claim they admitted that they have more developer users than designers, of course, because ratio is like that in IT. So they wanted to harness um, more money from that audience that was just you know freeloading. Yeah, I mean, um, business wise, it doesn't surprise me. It feels like the next natural step as yeah. users. It's up to us to. Honestly, find an alternative, which brings us to Zeppelin. Yeah, Zeppelin. So, okay, so I'm designing this this little tool called Alvik. I talked about it in previous episode. It's a to-be tool for sending newsletters, but with really nice, appealing, responsive, beautiful, user-centric interface. And I wanted to collaborate with developer on login flow. And I got a message, hey, where is inspector? How do I see? I'm like, excuse me, what? What do you not see? I don't understand anything, what you're saying to me. And then it hit me like, oh my God, they pulled inspection from free tier because for our use case, I really don't need to pay 12 bucks per month for one file that I'm using. I really don't. I'm not at that stage yet. Mm. And... I was like, oh my God, I need to solve this. And then it hit me, hey, Zeppelin, do they exist? Do they still exist? Yes, they are alive. Okay, let's hook everything up. <laughs> and then I was so impressed how usable everything is that I, I made a video about it because I thought maybe it would be helpful for more people. So I think that, uh, you know, Zeppelin is a viable alternative to dev mode for most people because it's cheaper. They have free tier which is generous, I would say. They have uh, a promotion. 
What? Yeah, they're also fishing. Uh, mm-hmm. They have 25% off uh, yep. by March 31st, which yep. is, I think, nice. Uh, good job, Zeppelin. Yeah, I would extend this promotion to next six months or until the end of year, to be quite honest. I would just fish, 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 because a lot of companies, especially bigger ones, are now actually reassessing whether to sunset dev mode or not. So I don't think these enterprise companies will make a decision until uh, March 31st. So Zeppelin, you, sh- you know, you should maybe, you know. This yeah, but this March promotion. 31st is like the Q1, but I think they yeah. need to do at least Q2. Yeah, but let's see that this is just like us uh, mm-hmm. shitting a little bit here. But yeah, it's great. I mean, their interface could be a little bit uh, nicer to use. Sometimes it, it takes a while to to understand what you can do and what you cannot do. But I'm going to explore Zeppelin in depth in, in following days or weeks. And Will you be streaming it? Uh, p- probably. Yeah. Nice. Or even better, I might create just like a video with my mm-hmm. recommended steps, how to go about it, how to organize things in some meaningful way. Okay. Um, that's definitely on my to-do list in my video pipeline. Interesting. But okay, you know what? I'm tired of dev mode. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's it's a good time for a change. Yes, let's talk about design critiques. Let, like, what, what do you think about it? How do you do that? Um, it depends on the, I mean, the way I work is a bit not, not, not in-house. I usually work as a freelancer, so as a contractor with uh, somebody else. So how I run design critiques, um, basically I gather people, run them through the design, and then we comment. Who are these people? Um, other team members, rarely other designers, more like uh, product management managers, uh, developers, and any other key stakeholders. How do you present your design? Usually either in Figma or I create, I mean, either directly in Figma or I create a presentation and then take them, uh, a presentation that highlights some key points, I would like to say. And then I take them into the live design and mm-hmm. show them stuff. It mm-hmm. depends definitely on who the people are and if I want them to see unfinished design or design that has a lot of questions open because then they might digress and I want things usually to be... So definitely the first thing of the design critique is knowing what I want as as the final result. So yeah, the presentation depends on what I want to get with it. Okay, so maybe let's talk about a little bit times that you felt, oh, maybe I didn't ask the right questions, the feedback was too broad. What would be your hot tips how to ask for effective feedback then? Mm, Have clear goals. Definitely have clear goals, what you want, and then just try to run yourself through it first. Don't prepare yourself at the last moment. That's probably the best advice. So have an idea what you're going to ask, who, who's going to be there, are there any questions that you can ask them, uh, are there any questions that are going to block you, that might... Uh, so a couple of times I had a situation where I would ask a question and that would just go on a complete tangent and just ruin the whole oh <laughs> critique God. because you know yeah. Uh, yeah yeah maybe we should go do this feature and then 45 minutes later we have not 
commented on my design at all because we talked about something else, which was productive, but not for the thing that I was doing. When that happens, what I started to do lately, and I'm really hoping I'm not coming off as rude or anything, mm -hmm. I would say, hey, this is a really useful chat. How about we schedule a new meeting focusing on that? This topic is out of scope for this conversation. I would really love to get this, this and this from this meeting. So can we go back to original topic? No, that's perfect. That's that's the communication that you should be doing because every meeting that you have should have a goal, mm -hmm. not just to chit chat, be there, hey, hey, bye bye. Yeah. yeah. So what's your approach? Sorry. Uh, similar to yours, uh, but I've been working mostly as in-house designers, so I would have to collaborate with other designers as well. And one thing, one big takeaway from all my experience would be never ask what's your feedback. That's the worst question you can ask. You need to be more precise. What exactly? Mm -hmm. And also, it's not bad to mention what's not considered a good feedback, like what's out of scope. Like I would maybe mm -hmm. present some stuff that's like very bare bones. And I would say, please do not comment on visuals of this because they're not done at all. So I want to comment on user funnel and some other things maybe so be very specific what do you want because people will start commenting i don't yes. like red color here uh yes yes i definitely agree so that comes back to know what you want out of this and then frame it so that the people you're talking to understand a lot of times i show my design to other designers around me who are not related to my work and then i say uh this is something that's a work in progress and i would like to see how this flows and does it make sense and then i would say don't focus on the rest of it because it doesn't make sense i know i'm not done or uh my personal favorite is this is a project i worked on it's done it's shipped you can look at it and you can tell me it's good and that's also a type of feedback <laughs> I get. <laughs> I have been also doing these critiques, uh, forced critiques, where we would assemble in a video call and then somebody would be pushed into presenting something. And I don't know why, but my general opinion is that designers tend to be a little bit aggressive in these kind of meetings. I'm not sure what's the reason, like... Do we need to be geniuses every single time with our decisions? I don't think we have that, like, you know, it's not so intense. I think, I think we touched upon that topic that designers, some designers tend to be assholes. <laughs> and then a lot of designers, boom, 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 boom. Uh, a lot of times, I think some designers have not been through professional training where you're taught how to critique design correctly how to how to create a bullshit sandwich in which you say this is good but could we also improve this one and also could we work on this and oh my god this last thing that you did this is amazing and the person feels good yes that's and also a good point. another point of view is we are here to make the product better not to critique you or your design and when you put someone on a spot like that they often feel attacked offended because they're the ones that made the decisions so whenever i'm working with other designers i put myself us versus the product and i always talk in a we 
what could we have done here or what information did we have here because then the person is more inclined to work with me than against me i'm not asking why did you do this i'm asking more like um what was the reasoning behind this decision or what information did you base this on and then maybe the yeah. person didn't have enough information mm -hmm. to make the correct decision or what I perceive as the correct decision. A number of times what happened is I thought that something was a correct decision. Then the person ran me through and said, these are the numbers that we have, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is the decision I made because blah, blah, blah. It made sense in this context. And then I'm like, perfect, awesome, we're done. Yeah. Um, what I want to say also is fish stinks from head. So if the atmosphere in team is Hunger Games, yes. then critiques are going to be exactly that. People throwing each other under a bus and they're going to be me versus you instead of like you so nicely put it, us versus the problem. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. And I always try to regulate that by just getting kind of getting in touch with people but I do understand that not everybody is like that I mean I had I had terrible experiences when what where one designer would steal my designs and then paste we them in his that, file right? yeah literally during oh like a uh, design presentation the guy would uh, I wouldn't do anything in our uh, mutual design file before we had to present stuff then when the meeting started uh i would paste my stuff in we were talking about it and the guy would copy it to a different uh frame to change a couple of things and then say he was going to present first because he was more senior than i was what? and yeah <laughs> and then he would present the stuff and then people would go to my designs and be like yeah that's very similar you obviously work together I am so angry right now. I'm sweating oh, I was through angry my too. hoodie. I, I literally quit that job because of that guy. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, this is not cool. I also had similar experience. Um, like a person would literally copy my designs mm -hmm. and my solutions to certain um, problems in the interface. And then during presentation, I would not be referenced as the OG mm -hmm. designer of this interface which made me very angry uh okay lessons from this i like to whenever i'm working with someone i like to point out what they made and thank them for that because yes. then people feel better and they know they're recognized and appreciated for their work and it just makes for a better atmosphere. work experience yeah. atmosphere yeah that's, that's a really good point. So the format that it seems both of us take is, hey, X, not X, no, now that's uh, spoiled forever. <laughs> hey, Y, hey, Twitter. <laughs> hey, Z, really get, pre wait, I will go again. Hey, Z, really great presentation. I really like that you have two, three or four options from here. It really shows that you spend a lot of time uh, thinking different outcomes and uh, different solutions to everything. Uh, in this area over here, I have very similar problem that I solved weeks ago. Maybe after the call, we can jump in and, and check how we can uh, harmonize our solutions so it's a little bit more consistent with the interface. Um, and also in the end, really great job awesome work 
perfect. That That's was a it. wonderful bullshit sandwich. What? I love it. Double talk. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, it doesn't require a lot. It just means uh, be constructive. Don't be mean. Don't be an asshole. And be constructive. That's really good uh, bulleted list of what to be. By the way, did you have a situation? And I had this plenty <laughs> of times, like plenty of times. I would present something and I am a very analytical person. So there is like a fucking good uh, reason why I chose something. I probably have a bunch of data why. And that person would immediately try to, you know, be this genius and overshadow me or show me how usually he <laughs> so smart in a very unprofessional, I would say, vocabulary. I personally don't like when somebody starts a sentence, this doesn't make sense. Essentially, you're saying you're stupid. <laughs> I don't like that. Sorry. Uh, and then the person would say something opposite or different just to, you know, you know, say something opposite of, of me. I had that so many times in my life that at this point I'm amused by this behavior. Uh, I don't think I had that experience. I don't know if it's because of the people that I worked with or simply because I usually try to, whenever I present something, I try to let people see it before I present it. Mm -hmm. So I get other people's opinions one-on-one -on -one before. Yeah. And then when I present things, they all know the context. They all know what ideas they might have. And if they had any ideas, we already resolved that. But yeah. also I That's worked good... in smaller teams yeah. that are just like closer knit and you have access to people. Yeah, it's a little bit different, mm -hmm. but... Uh... Yeah, sharing before, sharing context, because I also been in so many meetings where somebody or myself presents something and the problem is how to get from A to B, but then three other designers would raise hands and then they would give their ideas that were initially dismissed like in first week of you know brainstorming, but they don't have context. So they felt that this would be a way to go. For me, such meetings are such a waste of time. I mean, okay, yeah. great, you're smart, lovely. But we have like whole documentation why one, two, three, four cannot be implemented or even done, even though they are most common sense solution to what we're seeing mm. right now. So sharing context beforehand would be useful, but then again, it depends whether people will actually read the documentation or just yeah. join in a call and, hey, <laughs> here is my brain. Yes, working with people, huh? Uh, you did remind me of something. There's a situation I had happen a couple of times with the same company, so it's not really unexpected. Nice. Um, <laughs> so what I would do is I would get a problem to work on, and then I would say we have three types of uh, solutions to that problem. One solution is this. This one is the quick, quickest, easiest fix. We can have it done in a week. It's going to be okay. It's going to be good enough for now. Uh, the second one is like, we need to work a bit more on it, but it would be great. 
And the third one is this crazy, insane thing. If we did it, the rest of the product would just have to follow. It would be amazing. It would give us great results. And those are the options that we have. And of course, they would always go for the first one. Mm -hmm. But then, like two months after, somebody would say, but why don't we have a second option? And then they would present my option. And then what I would usually do. So first time I ignored it. Uh, The second two times that it happened, I just quoted my comment from two months ago you mean something like this Uh, and then uh, and then nothing happened (laughs) maybe slightly a bit but uh yeah then they say we could build on that uh idea but yeah (laughs) sounds like a really toxic place um (laughs) but okay um i got tired uh of talking about design critiques it drains That's a fair. lot of my mental health. I, what? Honestly, I think we just d- dug into some traumas. Yeah. Which we did not I, ha- know we had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like tired after a few Ugh. minutes of this topic. My mental health is like screaming right now. Like, help mm. me. Uh, okay. Okay. A break. What are you going to do nice today? Oh, you have such a nice sunset behind you. That's a lamp. Okay. Then uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your background is like very blurry and it looks like a beautiful sunset. I'm sorry. YouTube studio. <laughs> uh, professional YouTube studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to say, what are you going to do nice for your mental health today? I'm gonna go to sauna or for American listeners, sauna. Sauna. Soon. Then I'm gonna... Soon. It's sauna, okay? People should just <laughs> embrace sauna. It's a Finnish word. Just fucking say it. So after that, I'm gonna go to the city, Ooh. see some friends, and then go to a bar and get hammered. Good job. Good What's job. your plan? Um, it's a friend's birthday, so we are going to go to his place. We bought him a nice Lego set for nice. his birthday. I know he's not going to hear this before, so it's okay to say it. Uh, <laughs> and we have a thing. There's a pizza place next to, closest to him, and they have a 70 centimeter pizza. What? Which, yeah, it's like huge. Can we go next time when I'm in Zagreb? Uh, no. Uh, Can you guess why? Meat. Yeah. It's Fuck. not vegan. They don't have a vegan option. They just have vegetarian. Um, yeah. We can go to Franco's again or somewhere else. I don't want to go to that place where we were. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. We said we would go, go just get cocktails. I think that's a better yeah. option. Yeah. I will come soon in like a few weeks. So, so when, yeah, soon enough. Okay. We need to arrange that. Uh, okay. But I have a problem. You see, and listeners, now <laughs> this is a hot goss. So please. Uh, listen carefully. So I'm coming for such a short time and I have overbooked myself for like three days. So for two days, it's unspecified when I need to come to tattoo studio and when do I leave. But for first two days, I should be full days in tattoo studio making my sleeve. Um, And then afterwards, I will have one day that's like completely free. In that day, I need to hang out with my family. Okay. I am calling 30 minutes coffee at the coffee place we were. If you remember the one. Yes. uh, Let's do that. Also, 
one friend who is American is joining me in this trip. So I also need to bring her here and there. What? What is she going to do for the two days where you're sleeving your sleeve? Being a tourist, I mean, Zagreb has so much things uh, to offer and, you know, shopping and upper city and this museum, that museum. It's going to be fun. Okay, okay. Send her to the Museum of Broken Relationships because that's a Zagreb native thing. And uh, it's cool. It's cool. Absolutely. I will send her there. It's a great museum. I really enjoyed it few years ago when I was there. So warm recommendation, listeners, if you're ever in Zagreb, go to Upper City Museum of Broken Relationship. S- <sighs> I just choked on last letter. So it it kind of came off as I'm illiterate. <clears throat> and the concept is uh, people donate an item that reminds them of a relationship that ended. The shit I and... could donate. <laughs> huh? The shit I could donate. Yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, uh, some stuff is like funny. It's like a bra where she cheated on him and then he though. found it or something. Yeah, and some stuff is just like heartbreaking. Oh yeah, like uh, my dad died of cancer and then our relationship ended. So it's it's good. It's like a roller coaster of emotions. Good stories and also there is like audio part of it. So mm. it's amazing. It's really great. You know what? To be quite honest. Weather here in Finland is so shit that for weeks now I have been daydreaming. <laughs> oh my god, I wish I was in Zagreb. I wish I could just be there. It's 16 degrees and it's minus it 100. Is, and it's sunny and very sunny. And I've been in short sleeves all day. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing this once per episode? Yes. <laughs> Always when it's comparison in weather. That's a sore topic for me. I can tell. I'm planning... What? My speaker just said some stuff. I'm sorry if it's going to be there. Oh, I also got mail and it was like blasting in my room. Like, great. (laughs) Oh, wait. Maybe maybe it's Zeppelin sending me like the offer. Nope, it was not. It's stupid newsletter. Fucking sake. Okay, uh, should we maybe go back to some topics? (laughs) Yeah, we promised tutorial. This is going to be quick. This is like my discovery from this week. I just want to share it with you. So, I would like to hear that. Uh, the discovery is how to move a library to another file in Figma. Yes. Seems simple, right? Well, yes and no. So, First of all, what's a library? How do you define a library? Library is a file that is published as a library, so it's available to other files in your Figma. And then you okay. can use components from that OG file elsewhere. So... I was talking about performance last time and then afterwards at work, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to move all existing components so we don't have to relink anything. So it's just going to, you know, work automatically. It will relink, you know, by itself, everything. So my findings are first, you need to publish all hidden components if you have from this OG library. That means if you um, hit them with dot or underscore before their name. I think underscore is another way to hide them uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. You publish them. Great. Now everything is visible. And then you need to select all, cut, command X or control X if you're a Windows user. By the way, I was designing in Figma on Windows. It's pretty great. Then, Feels the same. 
it's the same just like keyboard shortcuts are a little bit like mm-hmm. where and i'm like mm, i'm streaming <laughs> but i need to invert shortcuts in my head fuck 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 but i did it <laughs> most of them worked so make a new file name the file make a nice cover be sexy designer paste your components that you just cut command v that's command v <laughs> how did this reaction happen like we are on video call and she she did the fireworks yeah like that but how i didn't do literally anything how did i trigger that <laughs> i seriously don't know i just just see balloons i'm derailing i have adhd like More. don't derail me going back you pasted your components we are still trying to do effects oh stop no i think it's no here we go two ah, two, two thumbs, thumbs up, up. <laughs> you see how i'm easily distracted you shouldn't do that to me okay you did that to yourself i know but let me blame you for a second eh. so now we have this new file where you pasted your components and then figma will you know show you a prompt hey are you moving components click here to publish and then you're gonna click that button next 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 done perfect it's over you beautiful I didn't know that cut worked from file to file. Uh, I would usually use cut. So cut you can also use inside of one file. So for example, if you're working on something, you define a couple of components on one page because you're working as you get along and you're not the greatest organizer in the world and you have components on a non-component page, you can also cut them and move them to a different page and all of the sub options are going to all of the variants what's the name what's the official name for something that's a component copy instance instance jesus okay uh all of the instances are going to stay connected yep so nice it works also cross file that's amazing yes i tried it and it worked um and as an optional step if you had some hidden components which some of us make because we like to be organized uh, just repeat the process, put like dots or underscores, whatever you did the first time and uh, republish so you would hide them. That's it. Now you can use your component library um, normally in your files. And yeah, you did it. Good job. You're a great designer. Good job. Good job. Uh, great finding. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm going to still test it on uh, real designs probably next week. I just didn't want to do it this week because it feels mm. like I'll break something and I just didn't want to. Yeah. Let's finish off the week successfully without any major fires. Exactly. It's end of the week. I'm not going to stay like late uh, fixing design for going to version control. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Thursday 8. <laughs> Let's load this. Oh. But yeah, anyways, I will try that next week or in next week. So, I mean, next week it's like vacations here in Finland. So probably not. Let's see. I don't know. Okay. Any new okay. product launches? There's one. Uh, What's one? Uh, creators of Wunderlist. Oh. Uh, launched a new app. You guessed it. It's another to-do app. It's called, is it Super Notes? Can you check quickly? Yeah. I'm also- I think it is. I'm uh, going online. Super I'm going online. Notes. Uh, Super Notes, the best collaborative note-taking app. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. 
No. So basically what they did no, was... No, I, I lied. This is another app. This has nothing to do with... Yo, the I'm one my you God. Thought. Super list. Super list. Yeah. So what they did, they had a uh, wonder list, yeah. which was great, and then sold it to Microsoft. And Microsoft turned it into Microsoft To Do. And then they decided, yeah, that thing sucks. So we're going to make Superlist, which is a new app mixing task management with notes and lists of all sorts. I'm reading that out of an article. I'm not that smart. And it's available now for Mac, iOS, Android, and the web. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It's very visual. It app. looks great. Uh, what's with the influx of to-do lists I and calendars know. like why is it now the timing i mean i love it i absolutely love it but i'm also not going to try most of them because i have my own set and ways of yeah. doing things so what's up with being organized is that I like the new thing i guess it's a great niche i don't know uh there's like way too many apps that are solving the same problem but hey i hope they'll have their customers to be quite yeah. honest my favorite to-do app forever <laughs> things things is beautiful but get this <gasps> i use reminders it, me too but i am importing them uh, things have this option that you can import reminders which i use all the time because i'm constantly talking with siri like remind me mm -hmm. about this and that oh i almost activated <laughs> she's gonna hear you <laughs> i sit next to a home pod uh, she didn't hear me this time but <laughs> close call uh, I'm, I'm tired and hungry I, I want to eat ice cream and I know that I have pistachio ice cream in my freezer so I would like to continue my day with that so I think we should wrap the episode you can do that for us we should. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in we had a nice episode we covered some nice topics uh, please let us know if there's anything you want to talk about please let us know if we missed something or if we are a bunch of idiots that doesn't know what they're talking about which i doubt because we're fun and just nice to hang out with so thanks for hanging out with us yes we That's don't it. take our job that seriously and we are good at what we do without any humbleness there right <laughs> but at the same time like chill everything is okay it's just a job let's be happy people we have enough show my troubles from the world we don't have to make it at our work as well thanks yeah, for actually, listening i do have another wrapping up thing right. uh be be good designers yeah. be good to other people and just try to try to assume everybody's doing their best and just try to help them do their best yeah we are speaking from trauma right now i would say but um, <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is such is life such is life. Thanks for listening, everybody. You rock. Check show notes for links and interesting stuff. Visit designpartypodcast.com to check our website for whatever reason. Check our newsletter. Because it's new and beautiful. Yeah, it's new. So I just want to see like numbers of visitors grow, to be quite honest. <laughs> that makes me happy. Okay. Uh, see you next time. Bye.